0: Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwaraha, Guru Sakshat Parambrahmat Asmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Kada Shiva Shankaracharya Madhyamam, Asmadacharya Acharya Pariyantam, Vande Guru Parambaram. Shri Guru Bhirama. Now we will begin the session with uh, uh, prayer. Mangalacharanam, I request ji to come here and Present your mother, please. Maha Manasa, Smarami Maha Ganapatim Manasa, Smarami Maha Ganapatim Manasa, Smarami, Vasishtava, Madeva, Divandita Maha. GANAPATIM mana, Sasma, me, the sister of Mahadeva sutam. Mahadeva sutam. Guru huhanutam. Mahadeva KOTI Prakasham shantam maha ka venata ka Mahaka Venata Ka dittryam, Mahaka Venata Ka Ditrium Mushikawa Hanamo the Mahaka Venata Ka Ditrium Mushikawa Hanamo the Caprium Mahagana Pati Mana Sasmada Divandita Maha ah. huh? So uh, we have this session titled Contemporary Gurus of Advaita. Uh, we welcome Doctor. Ravi Subramanian ji, welcome, sir. Namaskar. Uh, I request you to present your paper with your little introduction, sir. Sure, sir. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I hope everyone can hear me. Yes. Okay. No. Hello. Namaskar. So my name is uh, Ravi Subramanyam. I have. I was born from India basically I am now I am in Canada Toronto uh, working in a college here as a professor my interest was to research on the vedic studies so which made me to join Maharishi University of Management in uh, Fairfield Iowa in USA the uniqueness of this university made me to study about the vedic science and its application in the field of management. So I did my PhD and recently 2018 I I was, I graduated with my doctorate degree under the guidance of Dr. Dennis Heaton. So title was about the leadership personality traits of Ram, Ram from the Srimad Valmiki Ramayana. So where I tried to use the grounded theory approach. So this is my brief introduction. Right now I'm working here as a lecturer. So that's my uh, small introduction about that. with that uh, small introduction, uh, let me proceed into the topic which I want to present. Because being a student of Maharishi University of Management, I want to bring out his contribution as per my little knowledge, what I understood from Maharishi's point of view, which I want to present in a small way to the, to the learned scholars today. So, Maharishi Yogi, as everyone knows, is a founder of Transcendental Meditation and TM Siddhi program, an advanced meditation program, what he has founded and he has given to the world, which has a base from the Vedic uh, ancient Vedic knowledge and a Vedic science as a background. So he traveled in 1950, a small introduction about him, he traveled in 19, late 1950s, he came to Western countries and then uh, he started this movement. But previously his first birthplace is the place of the state where the conference is held. That's where he started his first movement which is called Spiritual Regeneration Movement from Kerala. So that's where he started his movement and then slowly he traveled to West and he started his own Transcendental Meditation movement and which got and which attracted many peoples all around the world. And also he was one of the remarkable person who started and the founder of a, one of the concept called Consciousness Based Education which has been adapted in many different schools and colleges and universities in the world. So they have a lot of campuses and schools which are adapting it. The basic idea of this uh, consciousness-based education is not only gaining the objective knowledge, the theoretical knowledge, but also he incorporates subjective knowledge of experience is very important for you to gain the reality of the entire knowledge. And also he is also the founder, as I told you, he's founder of TM Siddhi programs and some of the advanced meditation techniques. And to the literary literature world, he has contributed unique books, um, the famous books. I um,
0: yeah. request you to go directly to your paper, the core of your paper, because these sure. are
1: sure, available in the net already. Sure. Right. So the core idea of his uniqueness there are two things which I want to tell. Number one is about his meditation contribution and where he found and he has brought out the seven states of consciousness which is basically one of his basic idea where he came, and out of which the first three stages of consciousness which is more most of us are very very much aware of which is the deep sleep and dreaming and waking stage and after there where he talks about the different states of consciousness because Maharishi believes that knowledge is structured in consciousness. So he wants to describe that a transcendental consciousness is the fundamental consciousness which is the which is the, the root for us to gain the higher stages of consciousness with an individual. So where he says the self-referral consciousness which is characterized by unbounded awareness, heightened wakefulness, and deep physical rest. So that is basically the transcendental consciousness Stage, what he refers to, and he says that is the first very important level. When once a person is striking that level based on the regular practice of transcendental meditation, then he can travel towards the higher levels. The next second level, what he talks about, is the cosmic consciousness stage, where it is an integration of transcendental consciousness into the waking, sleeping, and dreaming stage. So basically, the individual becomes more, un- more into the unbounded awareness. And an experience continues and physiology is stable and flexible and no stress is accumulated. An individual attains complete inner freedom as boundaries of self does not overshadow. So this is where basically it talks about any person. We are talking about the moksha or an enlightenment. This is the stage where Maharishi refers as cosmic consciousness stage for every individual. So once you are st- you are in the stages of attaining the stage of cosmic consciousness, you are in the stage of moksha. And then he defines two more, which are the highest stages. One is called refined cosmic consciousness or God consciousness, where your cosmic consciousness, that is you're totally you're in the unbounded awareness. In that stage, where you try to understand the even the finest and minute level of nature, and you will be trying to enjoying it. So that is also called as God consciousness.
0: Excuse me, sir. Sorry for the... You can share your screen now so that, yeah,
1: please. At the bottom, yeah, okay. All right, so that's basically what he talks about like uh, refined cosmic consciousness, or which is also referred as God consciousness where he says God consciousness is not the God consciousness, but the direct experience of full range of God's creation. That's what you're going to enjoy there. On this basis, one naturally rises to the realization of God and all things in the light of a God in context of one's own spiritual tradition, which is going to be enjoyed by that individual when he attains that stage. And the last stage, what we are talking about, that much more correlating with the theme of this uh, conference, which is about the oneness, which he talks about unity consciousness, or Brahmichetana. This is the supreme state of human experience. One perceives everything in terms of oneness, the self. So this is happening last year. Cosmic consciousness grows, and one lives in harmony with the natural law, which, who gains the support of nature's cosmic creativity. In this highest stage, the absolute status of self-referral has been gained and every object of perception is spontaneously appreciated or referred in terms of unbounded self. So that is where he can see and reverberate everything in the form of his own self. So the unity consciousness has been defined in such a way so that individual sees his own unbounded awareness in his own self is reflected everywhere. So that is basically what Maharishi is referring to here. So this is one of the idea about not only were just defining it, one of the attempts what Maharishi has made is try to bring out and the research studies more than 400 scientific validated researches have been conducted in the university. And he has he has brought out many volumes and then which has been highly the benefits and applications have been brought out. So Maharishi always believes that attainment or attaining the highest state of consciousness is possible by everyone. So he never denies that Anyone, uh, can we go for the highest level? Yes, it is possible by everyone by just following a simple, effortless, systematic technique regularly, that is the transcendental meditation process, by which the individual can easily attain it. And Maharishi Vedic science, that is where his uniqueness comes into picture, where he includes a description of quality of physiology, perception and behavior of individuals living higher states of consciousness there. When I refer to higher states of consciousness, it is more than from the transcendental consciousness level. So from there, he gives what type of a perception, what type of uh, physiology, what type of a behavior that the individual will exhibit. So this has been even the, been stand, done by a lot of studies. The recent one of the study done by uh, Dr. Fred Travis and Pearson in the year 2000, where they have done the first person investigation with the transcendental consciousness, that is the Turiya Chetana, reported by 52 college students, over a few months to over eight years, they have reported about when they report, based on the report on the content analysis, they have found out the absence of time, space, and body sense have been recorded most frequently in their uh, in their own personal experience. And also not only from the personal experience firsthand using a paper pencil, this is also another way of me- me- measuring it by the refined uh, uh, b- breath rate and response to the external stimuli by your skin galvanic uh, type of uh, research conductance. And also about the brain integration, one of the uh, thing which has been done by EEG coherence and studying about the patterns, which, which graph I have given on the other side. So about the frontal brain coherence and the, all, the, all the brain patterns have been all, also studied and reported. And it seems that the people practicing and getting into this type of consciousness are getting into this level also been recorded there, they can see the patterns are more integrated and coherence are there. So this is one of the uniqueness what Maharishi has given to us by by bringing out more practical and scientific approach. Not only just on a theoretical basis, we are talking about the consciousness or we are talking about the literature, but he wants to bring it more on a validated way and more into a scientific uh, life or a scientific method of application also. That is one of the unique contribution which I want to just highlight. So one of his famous definition which I I want to share because the question is about what is unity consciousness? He says, this does not mean the question was whether the man can see a difference. So he says, this does not mean such a man, an individual who is at the unity level fails to see a cow or is unable to distinguish it from a dog. Certainly he sees a cow as a cow and a dog as a dog. But the form of the cow and the form of the dog Fail to blind him to the oneness of the self, which is the same in both. Although he sees a cow and a dog, his self is established in the being of a cow and being of a dog, which is his own being. The enlightened man, while beholding and acting in the world of diverse creation, does not fall from his steadfast unity of life, with which his mind is saturated and which remains indelibly infused into his vision. So this is one of the uniqueness, unique definition in the unity consciousness, which he has given. Almost I I took this definition because I found it much more within more of personal reflection experience rather than talking about the theoretical way saying that this is what, this is what. So that is one of the reasons why I have given this uh, definition so that we understand that in the unity level, we see all the reverberation of a self. So rather than not only that, we also appreciate, we also know the difference, but also we see everything in the individual self there. So experiences. There is also some of the researches, research studies ca- conducted by first-person record from the glimpses of people practicing regularly the transcendental meditation. They also have recorded the unity consciousness that is the Advaitic level, what we are talking about. So one of the one of the participants told, When I look at Anything. These are the people who have done the long-term, their are uh, practitioners of long-term meditation. So once they come out after the meditation, they were asked about some questions and then they told, when I look at anything, I see consciousness. I see subjectively, which has taken a form, which has adapted an appearance of matter. So other, other participants said, often the deep silence of, the, of myself seems all pervading, everywhere the same. And third one told about increasingly I experience everything and everyone as nothing other than my own self. So these are some of the glimpses what the unity consciousness has been recorded by the long term meditators. So that is possible. So, one other thing which I want to bring out is by the technical, by, by a simple, effortless, natural way, been prescribed by Maharishi, as by the, through the transcendental meditation technique, it is possible that any individual can attain the stage of unity consciousness that oneness in the mind or the oneness of the self is possible for the people. So that is one thing which I want to say. The second contribution which, which I found a little bit unique is about, as I mentioned before, subjective and op- objective uh, application or approach of the studies. So one other thing which Ma- Maharishi always loves is bringing up the charts and displaying more maps and the chart diagrams in the classroom. So he says the learner, whenever he sees the Classroom, his his vision should always fall on the subject. So he always supported the visual communication. He extensively supported using the visual diagrams, charts, and the classrooms. He introduced many maps. And early during the year of 2000, he has introduced a lot of maps into the uh, subject presentation, like chart, main points chart, unity chart, unified field charts, and everything. So for our understanding, I present my thesis map for you. This is one of the uh, field map what we talk about unified field chart. I, I understand that it is a it is little bit uh, on a uh, bird's eye view, but I just want to just generally give you an idea how this happens. So, the one of the side where we can see the boxes, now this we, is about we, my we, objective we, understanding of the subject.
0: If you uh, do a slideshow, it will be bigger
1: and we'll be able to see the letters. Then.
0: Because it's not a slideshow, we're not able to see the letters of the slide.
1: Okay, okay, I understand that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sorry about that because I couldn't uh, uh, blow it in a big way here because it was a slide. Um, Anyway, I just want to present you the crux here. So the box which I'm presenting here, though not about the letters, that is about my objective experience of the the study, of the faculty of study. On the other side where you can see a cone like a shape, which is which is basically from the Transcendental Meditation. So that is the subjective nature. So both are tapping on the blue color lines, which are, we are talking about, which is the unified field. The unified field is nothing but this Atmic level of understanding. So that is basically where we are tapping all these resources. So once we are in that Atmic level, any type of knowledge, whether you want to gain objective or subjective, both are available by this technique. So not only you're gaining the objective knowledge, from reading the faculty or reading the subject matters, but also through the process of transcendental meditation from the surface level, you go to the unified level, you gain the same knowledge, and you can come out. So that is the idea of what Maharishi has uh, almost tried to present it to the world in a in a beautiful way. So that is also one of the unique style what he has always brought out to the students. And also, he has always appreciated students to bring out this one of the required. Uh, sloka, which is the Richo Akshare, most of you are eminent scholars. you should be knowing about all those but ha- what what is his idea is this one verse of Richo Akshare verse he always said that this could connect with every branch of knowledge, so he wants every faculty or any researcher, whoever is trying to write any subject, try to reverberate more on that verse and explain your own thesis statement. Or your own understanding of your own research. So basically, he wants us to bring out on from the each phrase, and he wants us to uh, express our own uh, research area, which is much more correlating with the same verse. So that's how uh, I we were trying, we were trying to do it. So it's one of the attempts for my own study, which is about my leadership. So based on Ritho Akshare, so which says the verses of the Veda exist in the collapse of the fullness from the A to Ka. So the where I, I submitted which, which is about the leadership, knowledge and skills to lead people to a common goal. Depending on parame vyoman which is in the transcendental field which is the self-referral consciousness. The level of development of consciousness of the leader, how much the leader has become self-realized. So for my thesis I said a leader who is in the self-realized stage could naturally exhibit the traits or the personality what is needed. That means because today what is lacking is leaders who are not tapping their own Atmic resources. They are not uh, working or they are not coming out from the Atmic level. So they are only working on the surface level. That's why we can see a lot of managers, not the leaders. So when we talk about the real leaders, the real leaders are one who are connected from the Atmic uh, self-realized stage. From where when they work, their traits are naturally coming out they don't need to put any efforts. If you talk about say, one of the examples, what we, t- what I took is about the Ram from the Rams uh, through the Valmiki Ramayana. So where I codified and uh, I uh, got a lot of quotes talking about how naturally his communication was there. He was so humble. He was uh, presenting his uh, skills, his knowledge, his bravery. Everything was very natural. So it is not with any efforts Ram has to do anything. So that is why I want to say that it's a self So. What what ma what my idea is I don't want to go too much uh, not can to deplete the time here.
0: The last slide, please? Come again, sir. Can, can we quickly move to the conclusion?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yes. yes. So basically, the idea is all about how these uh, charts are useful in the studies of our own research, not only research and all the studies. So this is another unique approach. What Marishi has always given us. So there are two ways. One is about the meditation technique from where we can gain the consciousness. That is one of his contributions. And number two is about the unified field chart and these charts where he always uh, tried to connect us to the Advaitic level of understanding and Advaitic level of studies. So the conclusion is basically enlightenment is available to everyone irrespective of caste, creed and religion and gender. That's what he believes. Modern, practical and scientific approach was completely added by Maharishi. More than 500 validated scientific research studies were conducted, in validating experiences and benefits. And some of the research studies were accepted by the American Medical Association and funded by government organization. Proposed consciousness-based education where TM and its advanced techniques was blended in the university education stream. And every student will be getting subjective and objective approach from his branch of knowledge and studies. And always, he says, transcendence is the basis of all happiness. So this is my conclusion. So basically these are the two approaches which I find a little bit very unique in his approach where, where he wants to add uh, towards the doctrine of Advaita. Thank you very much.